Hello everyone and welcome to Video Gamer Podcast. This is number 416. Mm. I'm joined uh, by Rich Walker who is back yeah. from Skyving Off. Skyving Off in yeah. Norfolk, I might add as well. Good stuff. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We went to Norfolk and we went to the beach and stuff and had a, a much needed break. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm sorry I left all the listeners, you know, in the lurch and having to sort of oh, man. listen to a subpar episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure they'll uh, they'll forgive you, but there was a question mm. uh, and I think, I think you know what I'm going to ask you about. Um, Go on. Tam Tams. Oh, Tim Tams. Oh, you I read that just, out? I think they're just Tam Tams. I think they Tim Tams. Yeah, we had an Australian housemate who brought us some. She used oh, to get gosh. Tim Tams all the time. And um, Wow. Okay. If you've never had one, they're basically, imagine a kind of bigger, more chocolatey, slightly softer, sweeter penguin. Oh, that's funny, because that's precisely what I compared them to, Yeah, <clears throat> having not had the Tim Tam myself. Uh, this, by the way, was emailed in by one of the listeners. Apologies to the listener who emailed it in. Oh, I think it was Joseph Murphy. Can't remember. Yeah, okay. um, yeah we went. We did go through it. I read that question out. Mm-hmm. The other two, producer Dan and Matt from upstairs, were none the wiser. I have not had them. I'm aware of their existence. I compared them to a penguin, Yeah. Uh, just from looking at them, and I also compared them to the oft forgotten but brilliant uh cabri snack oh yeah yeah, yeah. i remember those well, weren't those kind of thin they were they were like these ones are actually sort of fused together like it's yeah, like if you cream, had two li- a creamy center oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. big time yeah tim tams uh, are so very creamy centered you, you'd love them josh you'd, you'd I'm all smash about a packet them. If, in one if I could get my hands on some i i would but they sound tricksy to get you need to um you need to put your uh Feelers out to the Australian listeners, the, the Antipodean. <laughs> if listener. we've got, if we've got any Australian listeners uh, and they want to send me some Tim Tams, then you know, by all means, please do. Um, I'll review them live on it. I'll eat one live on air. Mm. Well, it's a pre-recorded show, but I'll eat it, you know, and record yeah, and, it and you. get real time, real time feedback. Real time on the Tim Tam, yeah, real Tam, real well, Tim. That's got to be worth real, anyone's money. Real, real Tim Tam. I know, I know. Just to send us a I packet. Can't. There must be an import shop somewhere that you can get them. I might, they're, I might actually look know, into it. You might be able to Amazon. Probably them, will be. Not that I'll I condone s- the use of Amazon. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. You're staunchly against that. I am. Uh, I, I might ask my local off-license proprietor. Um, because uh, he gets some great stuff in. He gets the American oh, stuff in. Mate, Amazon, I hate to say it, but Amazon have them. <laughs> really? I mean, they're ridiculously overpriced. Right. But you, pay for for packet the, of, but you pay for the privilege. <laughs> for a packet of... Hold on. It doesn't actually say how many are in a packet. I'd say right. about six for like seven quid. <laughs> So you're looking at over a quid <laughs> a Tim Tam. a pound a Tim Tam. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, There's are loads of flavours I didn't know about. They, they are oh, there always yet. is. They always worth, is flavours. They're worth maybe forking out like seven quid for a pack just to have a try. Although I suppose if it's just the pack one. here for ten quid. How many? Well, I mean, it looks like three packs altogether, so what would that be? Oh, well, I'll just do that Like then. 18? Yeah, well, there's Maybe. very. I mean, let's let's be honest. There's very little chance that I won't enjoy the Tim Tam. Oh, right? I, I 100% guarantee you'll love it. Um, they've got right. chewy caramel flavour, as well. 
double Well, I don't want to mess coat. about. I mean, I want, I want the original Tim Tam to get the full, you know, original the full biscuit experience. Original biscuit flavour. Yeah, so the brown ones are your, your standard. Yeah. But I all think right. I've well, had I'll the blue I'll... ones. I think I've had the double coats as well. Yeah. Oof. They're all good. You can't really go wrong. I might go for the family pack. I might right. go for the family Excellent. pack. Excellent. Um, there you go. We'll see. If I do it, then, you know, we'll, we'll, mm. we'll, we'll talk about it next week. You... Yep. Have on on during your uh, Norfolk sky sky yeah. off, you got yeah. a you went charity shopping. Well, this is it now, right? Ever since I started <laughs> collecting retro games and that, the charity yeah. shops sometimes have a rich vein of. He's like a fucking retro magpie. Gamage. Whenever he spots a Sally Army, he's in there like yeah. a magpie. So I've been trawling yeah. the charity shops. Uh, yeah, they are. I tell you what, they are good. If you're mm. ever somewhere, and my road has got about three of them, and you think to yourself. Oh man, like this place, and, and actually it's a common thought these days, this place could do with a video game shop. Don't <clears> underestimate <throat> the charity shops, yeah. because they often have a nice little video game rack, and it's like two quid. I mm-hmm. bought um, Soprano's Road to Respect on PS2, it was about 50p, I mean, and I that's mean, about what it's worth, to be honest, but you it's know. It's a bargain. Still, it's a bargain, yeah, mm-hmm. anyway... I, I digress. So you you during your travels you got if I'm not mistaken yeah. uh, Bond Trivial Pursuit. I did. Yeah. yeah. Now, two quid, mate. Uh, Brilliant. Now that is an absolute bargain. Yeah. Two quid. Now I would like you to test me mm-hmm. uh, on air again. It's pre-recorded, yeah. um, and I will uh, if you fire off three questions just before we get into the video games right. chat, just to, just to see how I... Because I'm intrigued, because obviously, I should say for everyone, you know, Rich sent me... He sends me Bond stuff as and when, but mm-hmm. he sent me one the other day from that show Tenable, and it was like, here's a list of villains. you got to say the movie that the villains were in, and I was yeah, like, oh, ridiculous. Well, that's, Too easy. You know, easy. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm hoping that the Bond Trivial Pursuit Will you know? But well, yeah, go I on. Was, I was, I'll give you some background. So I was annoying Elise by asking her these because she she's only watched them once, and right. some of them even <laughs> I didn't know. Some of them I was like, how would anyone know that? <laughs> how would they so, know that? Yeah, yeah. So here we go. All right, I'm All just going right, to pick yeah, these yeah. at random from a single card. So and, let's, uh, let's give, see, give yeah. me three of them. Give me three of them. <laughs> well, here's a good one to start with. All right, Who all right. plays Dicko Henderson in You Only Live Twice? You only live twice, uh, Japan. Uh, oh, um, Charles Gray. It's Charles oh, Gray. He's only from... bloody done it. I can't remember. I can't even remember that that his name was Dicko Henderson. I can picture yeah, the character. Well, I don't remember his the name. The only reason, and I'll tell you why that's a thing, is that he also plays Blofeld. He's like one of the few actors yeah, where yeah. he plays. He came he played, back. played another person. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. Um, all right. Here's, here's your second one. Who is Victor mm. Zokas, better known as in? Uh, I can't read that. The world is not enough. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he's better known as Renard or the Anarchist. Lovely, lovely. That you ah, oh. right. Let's let's try and find a really difficult right, one, one more. One more because we don't. This will grow tedious quickly for the listeners. Where is know. General Koskov kept safe by MI6 in the Living Daylights? Uh, uh, living Daylights. Oh, he's um put into a sort of torpedo tube. Uh, or do, you, do you mean like the the um? This, where is the safe house? Yeah, you've um, got. Well, that's two words of the answer right there. Wait, but what? The safe house. But then oh, a, a oh, one the, word the, precedes um, it. So sure, it's the English countryside thing. Um, blighter. <laughs> uh, b- um, b- b- blatant. Bladen. Oh my the God! Safe Josh, house. you nutter! What are you? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, well done. Well, no, I've had my three. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that is that is very good. 
Maybe we should make this a weekly uh, fixture because there's a lot of see questions. You, there's hundreds. We could go through them all. See if you can catch me out. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm all over that. I'm there's got to be that. one in there. You, you're not going to get surely. But there will be. There, there will be. I only know um, that one. Uh, the blade because it's obviously I I know it's a ridiculous one. The Living Daylights is one of those. I love the Living Daylights. By the it way, it's good, top yeah. five easy for good. me. I think it's terrific Bond film. I think but, both the Daltons are, are excellent. Uh, th- no, that's true. That, uh, yeah, I, I like License as well. I, mm. I, I think it's a, it's really different. Of all the Bonds, he had the most vibrantly different film, and it helps he only yeah. had two films. But he had one sort of pre the the, the the Berlin Wall. Well, actually, I guess they both are. You know, one of them's a real sort of European Cold War thing, and the other one's like bloody Miami Vice. They're so different. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the only reason I know is because The Living Daylights always confuses me. Its plot is a little bit... Wi- and I remember going on the Wikipedia for The Living Daylights a lot, um, and that name stuck in my head. But anyway, mm. so there we go. Marvellous. Um, right, it's about that time that we talk some video games, if you're ready. I'm you're getting hard vibes. Yeah. The dreaded hub vibes. Yeah. I'm getting hub vibes. Yeah. The dreaded hub vibes. Yeah. You don't want to compromise your orangey bit. I'm buzzing. I do want one. Don't get your top bit pushed in. News. I'm going to do news first this week. So, mm-hmm. you know, sorry if I've just shaken the listener. Uh, to the core. Well, not um, only that, I imagine what we've been playing might be a bit slender this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got... Uh, actually, well, we've got some stuff because uh, the listeners will want to know your thoughts on Ratchet and Clank because okay. me, me and uh, Matt from Upstairs talked about it uh, at length last week. But it's always nice to get a little sort of... a little kind of yeah. second opinion, a little bit later opinion as well. It's quite nice. So sure. we'll get a little bit of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, okay. I played a couple couple small things as well, so we'll, All right. we'll get into that. Excellent. A eh? uh, lot of E3 stuff. So what we'll do mm-hmm. is uh, when we get to the E3 stuff, I've I've sort of collated it. If you're the sort of person um, yeah. where you love your video games and you love E3 because you get a load of video games, but you're not, you can't really be doing with a hullabaloo, with a hassle, with the online yeah. battle. Um, I think this podcast will be your friend because I'm gonna. I've sort of collated all the games, put them in a nice list. I'm gonna fire them off, um, and then Richmond will sort of give you thoughts in brief. I'll chime in when necessary. Do you, um, do you know what you are? You mm. are, you're the bloody you're the ambassador with a big pyramid of Ferrero Rocher on his, a big tray, aren't you? You're spoiling the <laughs> listeners. I'm spoiling the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an apt comparison. That's yeah. how I see myself in <laughs> yeah. this. Absolutely. Well, you are. Um, yeah. But before we get to the E3 stuff, I've got a couple of little ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose they're actually E3 has kind of unfurled, uh, and so it's not not quite as neatly contained as it once was and and actually it kind of started on like the 9th and the 10th a little bit before yeah. its official start but anyway so the first one which i'm obviously all over is the play date uh the P- panic did a nice little conference on i think the 9th i'm glad uh, you're getting this date. out of the way yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Rich is a, a documented, uh, not quite naysayer, not quite poo-pooer, but a sort of meh, a shrugger of the play yeah, date. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. In fact, you might say that he's a little cranky when I it am, comes to the play I date. Am, but not in the way you'd perhaps hope. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, announcements. Um, the first one, well, so I'll start with the good stuff. So, pre-orders mm-hmm. for the play date. If you don't know, the play date is a delightful little handheld console. It's bright yellow. It's got two buttons and a D-pad. It's actually got a three-axis accelerometer, one of its lesser-known specs. <laughs> oh! 
Yeah. Well, that's so you're interested. You're, you're interested now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and a crank. Yeah, you yeah. heard me right. It's got sure. a little crank. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, pre-orders for it are opening in July. And if you buy it, what they do is uh, each week you get that they will they send out the games to your play date. It's called your play date. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was Monday when they do it, and each Monday you'll you'll get a you'll you'll get a game from from season one of the games, and when you buy the play date, you get all of the season one games, which was twelve games, but now it's twenty four games, and you get Ooh. two games a week, so that does Ooh. sort of sweeten the pot. Um, also, kind of a big deal joining the list of creators, which is mm-hmm. peopled uh, by you know no less a figure, Keita Takahashi is on yeah. there. Uh, as well as Bennett Foddy, I believe. Indeed. Uh, but now, uh, Lucas Pope is doing a game on Playdate. The, ga- the game that he showed off is called Mars After Midnight, which looks really cool. Lucas Pope is one of those people, a bit like Jonathan Blow, where it's like, I'm not going to do many games. In fact, I think they've each done two games. But mm-hmm. they're both pretty much, I would argue, just sort of masterpieces, really. Um yeah. Papers, Please and Return of the Oberdin are both absolutely fantastic in my I opinion. Still, I, I'm embarrassed I haven't played Oberdin and I have Papers, Please on my Vita. I, I mean, I'm an idiot. Oh, man. Yeah, Why haven't yeah. I played it's, those yet? Get get on Oberdin. It's mm. it's so good. It was I think it was my game of the year or it was on my list that year. But anyway, um, but he's, same d- year he's doing it. What? Surely not. What, sorry? It's not the same year as Shenmue 3, was it? No, no, it was the year before. It was um, Oberdin was twenty eighteen. I think. Was it? Oh my god! Yeah, I have yeah. no con- concept of time anymore. I know. I remember yeah. that because it's like Tetris Effect, uh, Red Dead Redemption two, Oberdin. I just mm-hmm. remember Mike. Oh, and um, Forza, I believe, was also twenty eighteen. Forza Love Horizon it. four. It, it, yeah, it was. Yeah. Terrific year. Um, mm. But anyway, so he's doing a thing. Um, they also revealed a weird little. It's a stand. Yeah. And it's magnetic, and you click your Playdate onto it, and it charges your Playdate. But it also has a speaker, and you can tune into something called Poolside FM, which is like a little radio station that plays summery 80s music. Um, and it also has a pen holder in it. And if you buy it, the little stand thing, you get a pen, a Playdate pen, which is bright yellow. Um, right. And pops in the little slot. They also revealed the price, and this is where I think a lot of people are going to go, ooh. Oh. It's, it's, it's 179. <clears throat> Ugh. That's... So... What? I mean, you can get a Switch Lite for one... Well, for 189, I think. Yeah. It's like, you know, ouch. I'm sorry, who in their right mind is buying one of them for that price? But I think, first of all... I think a lot of people are just going to fall in love with what it is. Foolish people, probably, but, you know, there's plenty of them about. I'm probably one of them, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I would say, as well, you are getting 24 games. And I don't know how they're going to charge when it comes to, like, Season 2, because Playdate's going to, you know, have ongoing support, so it's going to have, you know, a Season 2. And I don't know if that presumably they're going to charge and say, all right, well, Season 2 will set you back another 20 quid or something. But you do get 24 games with that, two a week for 12 weeks. Um, Mm. You also get access to Pulp. Every Playdate comes with a a programme called Pulp, which allows you to make your own. What, a Jarvis Cocker album? Yeah. Yeah. You get get the album with it, 
you could play out the speaker on the stand. <laughs> that's amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Now all of a sudden that one seven nine doesn't sound so no, bad, does it? No, it doesn't. It sounds great. Um, but I yeah, the two. ability to make make your own little playdate game. You could make a Jarvis Cocker game on it, couldn't you? I could. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That'd be good. But, um, anyway, that's your playdate update. Mm. I want one. Thanks you know. for that. Uh, and then also Battlefield 2042 was revealed uh, before E3, sort of in the run-up to E3. It's set in 2042. It doesn't have a campaign. It's uh, a big 128-player multiplayer melee with yeah. you know dynam- dynamic weather and things like tornadoes and stuff and mm-hmm. floods and all sorts of stuff. Um, I... It, I yeah, it's a shame for me personally because I really like those little war stories, those little mini yeah. campaigns that they had on the yeah. last couple. I was what, about what did to you say, make of this? Did you sort of look at this and well, go, oh? I was on holiday, so I just sort of picked up the announcement after the fact, pretty much. Mm. And as soon as I saw there's no like campaign, I was like, well, I- I'm <laughs> not going to buy that. And you know, the only way I'm going to play yeah. is if I get a review copy. And I'll, you know, test the multiplayer like I'm supposed to, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not going to go back to it. I'm not a multiplayer guy. I like I a campaign. I like it, a campaign. I agree. I agree. Um, <clears throat> and I think even if you're not going to do like a full-on involved campaign, even something like those little war stories yeah. were terrific because they yeah. gave you a lovely little taste of like the different, you know, theatres of the of the war. And they were interesting. They told different stories. Um mm. Yeah, especially I one that stuck in my mind was the one from Battlefield V or Five, yeah. which was uh, that Nordlease one where so you were that's the, exactly, the Norwegian um, woman. Where my head goes when I think of that campaign immediately. That, that was great. Yeah, that, that was, was great. Really that was like campaign. a sort of uh, Roger level. Moore Bond film. That mm. just you're on skis, you're in the the Norway, you're in Norway, and you're yeah. lobbing knives at people as you ski down a mountain. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, well, it is a shame because for a lot of people, it's not going to be a shame. For a lot of people, this and it harks back to Battlefield twenty one forty two, calls back to its roots in a way, um, and it could be really, really fun. But yeah. I did go, Ugh, you know, yeah, yeah, did sort of. Breathe I mean, they they mm. could always add on a campaign after, but I, I doubt they will. I was surprised they uh, mm. didn't bring back Bad Company after all this time. I really thought oh, that this one would be <laughs> a Bad Company sequel or a reboot of some sort or something. But I, I, yeah. I really cannot figure out the kind of thought process that goes into these games because these near future bloody things are ten a penny now, and Bad Company felt like it was, you know, mm. relatively unique. It did. It did. Whereas, I love Bad yeah. Company. I really and, do. And so I'd love to know the uh, sort of. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in the meeting where they go, "Yeah, let's do a near future thing. No one's uh, done that before." <laughs> People yeah, love near future got, things. Um, <laughs> was it Infinite Warfare and Advanced War? Yeah, Cod's done it a couple yeah, of times as well. Honestly, I, I nice. do find it quite quite un, uncompelling to be uh, honest. Yeah, but tedious. I think is the word uh, I'd I'd use. Yeah, I'd, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, moving swiftly into the E3 announcements, this comprises the Bethesda and Xbox showcase, along with the Square Enix stuff. Of course, then there was the. Uh, Summer Games Fest 2021, which was the first of the conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have, I think, later this evening, we have the Nintendo Direct, which I am yeah. very much looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the stuff that's already happened, <clears throat> which I will brief you on, we'll have to shoot through these 
uh, with some breeziness. So first yep. things first, uh, Wonderlands is the spin-off uh, set in the same world as bears some relation to Borderlands. It's got Tiny Tina in it. It's a fantasy tabletop inspired uh, world. It's I believe still a shooter. Um, mm-hmm. Online co-op probably stuff. What did you make of this? Uh, yeah. I mean, again, I was still on holiday when this was announced, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should have probably done a bit of research, eh? I should have done some reading up before uh, I, I was brought yeah, on to Yeah, you could, you could, you could treat this. this as your... Oh, it's quite good, we'll get your live reactions. You sure. seem to sort of generally agree with Wonderlands, but also you don't sound that excited. I, I would agree with that. You like your Borderlands, don't you? I do, I do. And it does look kind of interesting. Um I'm always down for some more Borderlands, so if it's more of yeah. the same sort of thing, I'm uh, Looks like it's kind of different. But but sort of similar enough maybe. I yeah, know. I mean I, I I like those characters. I mean I can understand why some people don't. Mm. But um, You're yeah, a fan. yeah. No, sign me up. I'll, I'll I'll give it a go. I'll give it a whirl. Death Stranding director's cut on PS5. This was funny. Someone suggesting funny. that Hideo Kojima had like <laughs> no control over the game. So yeah, now, I, now I, finally <laughs> he gets his cut out. Now, now it's the free hand. <laughs> no, I, I'll tell you exactly what this is if, if you heard the announcement. Yeah. Um, it's simply a definitive edition, by which I mean it'll be on PS5, it'll be 60 frames a second, the graphics will be a bit better. Um, it'll have it'll, some extra content that I would I don't know, but I would bet that they simply made afterwards. The name director's cut has been alighted on because I think Kojima is a film nut, and yeah. so he loves the idea of calling it the director's cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do not believe. For, I may be wrong about that. I, d- I don't know, but I don't believe anything was cut out. I think one of the problems with Death Stranding is that uh, nothing was cut out. However, yeah. um, I am excited for it. It was a beautiful game, and the chance to see it in 60 and 4K and all that mm-hmm. loveliness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, actually, that game specifically, um, the PlayStation 5 controller would be terrific for the gripping of, oh, the, God, yeah. of the heavy stuff and the haptic feedback. Uh, oh, man. I, I really did enjoy that game a lot. I'm going to enjoy the director's cut a lot, I you imagine. You know what? Plus, there was a nod of the head to Metal Gear in the trailer. Yeah, the that was trailer, a bit of a, yeah, a, bit of a, a troll. Bit, a little bit naughty. Yeah. But also, beyond, if you haven't seen it, it was Norman Reedus, and he looked at a cardboard box, and he jumped into a cardboard box in homage to Solid Snake's famous stealth tactic. However, beyond the mere sort of <clears throat> waggishness of the cardboard box, there was also a, a very... Metal Gear warehouse uh, mm-hmm. that was patrolled by quite Metal Gear enemies. You know, they they had uh, machine guns. You know, pineapples and five five sixes of for course. anyone who uh, yeah, yeah, gets yeah. the line. Uh, yeah. And it looked like he was. It, it was. It was Norman Reedus's Sam Bridges's job to sort of sneak through. So it wasn't just the cardboard box. It was a whole scenario. So I wonder if there are if there will be sort of things that actually you know that that warehouse you're talking about that reminded me of the. Um the warehouse you kind of emerge from after going through the ventilation shaft on Shadow yes, Moses. definitely, definitely. Where you absolutely. talk to, um, what's the name, the weapons expert lady. Uh, and then you go through the big shutter. Weapons expert. Well, there's Meryl and there's Naomi and there's... Neither of those. Not mailing. Well, the... I can't yeah, remember. There's, there's Mei Ling as well, Roy Campbell. Oh, the weapons... Well, Kaz Miller is like the survival. Nah. Is there, a, is there a weapons expert? I think it's just Roy who you talk to about. Hold anyway, on. Anyway, me, what, I'll, I'll look it up, mate. Natasha well, Romanenko. You, 
Oh, yes, yes. There the Russian. Yeah. Yeah, 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 good stuff. Uh, Elden Ring. There was there was finally a gameplay trailer of Elden <clears throat> Ring right at the end. It was, the, it was the one more thing of the Summer mm-hmm. Games Fest, the first conference. The world went wild. It's the first we've seen of Elden Ring. I'm up for it. I'm going to play the shit out of that game, obviously, uh, from software. I, I'm not that fussed with the George R.R. R. Martin stuff, but mainly just it's from software doing a fantasy-style game, I... and it lo- looks a bit Sekiro as well, which I'm yeah. pleased about. I would like to know what George R. 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 Martin's contributions are, <laughs> because what yes. what sets it apart from other games of this ilk? I mean, it w- seems to have a lot more, even from the trailers that we've seen. It, I mm. mean, which and they don't tell us an awful lot, but what they do tell us is that it has the mythology and the lore of that universe. Already feels like it's a little bit closer to the four than it would be um, okay. in, in in a Souls game. For instance, you know, a voiceover that talks about the tarnished and, and, and what, what the sort of story is. G- generally, like, Souls has that stuff, but it's there for you to sort of discover, and it's very, very passive. Yeah. I would imagine George R. R. Martin came up with the sort of broad ideas and the, and the world and the sort of overarching story. I don't imagine he was his involvement was on a script level, but I, again, mm. you know, this is all my musings, but I mean, he's a busy man, obviously. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, he's in demand. I mean, I'm not a massive Souls guy, but I have to admit that it looks incredible. Mm. And it's, but I'm it might be it. another one like Sekiro that I buy, play for 15 <laughs> minutes, decide I can't yeah. do it, and then leave yeah, it on the yeah. shelf to gather dust again. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah. hey, look, if you do that, you've had 15 minutes of fun, and it's, True, a, it's, yeah, a, you yeah. know, it's worth experience. It's, it's uh, worth 40 quid of anyone's money. Yeah. It's worth 40 quid of anyone. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Jurassic World Evolution 2. You played Jurassic World Evolution, Rich, and you talked about it on this podcast, and you quite liked it. So I did. this is more of that I did. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm kind of a bit of a sort of quiet fan of those sorts of games. Although I don't play them mm. as much as I'd like to. I did I had a bit of a misspent youth playing theme park on the Mega Drive. Which um <laughs> I'm sure people will be s- screaming is not the definitive edition of the game, but no, I liked absolutely it. Not. I but liked, liked it, it, it so shut up. Yeah, yeah exactly. I played Operation Genesis on a PlayStation. Or was it a PS yeah. it was a PS two. PS two, yeah. yeah. So shut up. Yeah, exactly. This is the same. It takes place at the end of that movie that happened. Dinosaurs knocking about everywhere. Break free of the park. Overrunning planet Earth. Dinosaurs everywhere. Jurassic World. True yeah. to its name. Yeah. Jurassic World. I um, watched that film um, the other day. Because mm, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Fallen Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's, that, it's not yeah. a good film, is it? No, no. It's really no, not. I mean, Jurassic it. World's bad, but Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom's possibly worse. Fall, Fallen Kingdom, it, although it is interesting, I will say, of the two movies, Fallen Kingdom, for me, is by far the more interesting movie, because... Yeah, it's, yeah you've I, got, I would agree with that. It, you've got Juan Antonio Bayona, who is just struggling within a, the Hollywood blockbuster system to try and express himself, and he does <laughs> get some really interesting stuff uh, the casting of um Ger- of uh, Geraldine Chaplin was was funny um mm. she was in uh, the orphanage she was terrific in that oh, right. and he even sort of paid homage to um uh, to Murnau the Nosferatu and you see the velociraptor yeah. silhouette on the wallpaper i thought sorry the indoraptor uh, so- sorry sorry <laughs> the indoraptor yeah how dare i um <laughs> So it, it was an interesting failure. It was a preposterous film, and I was mm. very bored. I actually reviewed that film. It was the first film oh, I ever you? went to the to the cinema oh, wow. uh, to review. Yeah, I didn't um, know it predated your time with us. It did. Yeah, it was twenty. No way. I thought it was twenty eighteen. Like yeah, you've been it with was. us for longer than that. 
No, no, I, I started in 2018. That's but, mad. Uh, and funnily enough, actually, um, the Colin Mahern um, emailed me uh, to uh, tell me that I had an interview as I was walking to the Odeon to review... Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and it put me oh, in a wow. really good mood and I was probably a little bit more favourable on the film because I was in a really good mood <laughs> um, do you know what's funny is um, going to IMDB afterwards and reading mm. the goofs page and laughing at oh, all yeah. the um, the, me- <laughs> the, the screw ups they did like where the, you know during the auction when they oh, roll yeah, yeah. out the cages someone points out that the cage is right in the middle of the crowd so the auctioneer wouldn't be able to see anyone raising their hand to bid <laughs> which I thought was brilliant <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that stuff. That's yeah. great. Um, anyway, Christ, uh, getting off track. Sorry, uh, Salt tangent. and Sacrifice. I'm mm. very, very pleased that Salt and Sacrifice is, is, is happening. Mm-hmm. Not only was Salt and Sanctuary terrific, it was p- possibly my one of, well, possibly my favourite Souls Light that wasn't Souls. It yeah. was on, I played it on the Vita. I thought it was terrific. It's, it's from uh, James Silver Studio, uh, Scar Studios, who also did uh, The Dishwasher. Uh, on Xbox Live oh, yeah. Arcade, uh, Dead the Dead Samurai, that which was a terrific game. But um, anyway, Salt look Sacrifice. Out for the, look out for the sequel, Pepper in Perpetude. Pepper in Perpetude, the yeah. d- or possibly DLC, who knows? Yeah, 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 that'd be um, good. Painkiller, we mm-hmm. don't know anything really other than there is a painkiller game that's happening, and it's happening uh, Saber Interactive. Todd Hollinshead uh, is involved with it. Um, haven't seen Painkiller in a while. Yeah, no, so, that was, wasn't know. that um, People Can Fly, the original, or am I thinking of uh, yes, different? Yes, it was, it was no, no, it? You're, you're, you're absolutely correct, it was, 2004, and then the follow-up in 2007. Um, yeah, it's another one of those ones like Serious Sam, and I suppose Shadow Warrior as well, where it kind of aims to recapture the, a certain kind of attitude that prevailed in shooters in the 90s, uh, mm. which was then foregone. Uh, by the very, very brown and very, very grey era of shooters that yeah. dominated during the uh, 360 and the PS3. Um, so it's sort of getting back to that. I'm up for that. We might not see it for a long time, but there you go. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, further to your to your love of of, uh, of things like Jurassic World Evolution, uh, Two Point <laughs> Campus is the thing. If you if you like Two Point uh, Hospital, it's that, but it's a university. So yeah, yeah. excite yourselves accordingly. Sure. Um, Far Cry 6 has got some stuff f- with the season pass. Uh, if you get the season pass, then you get a thing that lets you play as the villains, including Vars, Pagan mm. Min, mm-hmm. and Joseph Seed, who... Uh, it looks like a sort of separate mode, and it, it does that yeah. thing where it's it's taking place in their heads because it's all hallucinatory as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon if you do it. Uh, which yeah. I don't know if that's just going to be. I think it's um, a remastered version thereof. Ah, oh, well, there you go. Mm, I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. Blood Dragon. Yeah, I did fun. as well. Very brief, but but fun while it lasts. And 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 thank goodness for the brevity. Sometimes, quite frankly, I yeah. love a little ten-hour Far Cry. But anyway, it wasn't even uh, that. Watch it was like more like three hours. Three. It wasn't no, that that's long. A, that's a bit. That's a bit harsh. I'm that, pretty sure it? it was only like. I th- I'm pretty sure it was very short. Three to four watch, hours. Watch Dogs Bloodline is happening. Play as Aidan Pierce in London. Because you asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We asked for it and they delivered. Yeah, and I yeah. wanted to play as Aidan Pierce in London. Um, Obviously. And thus it came to pass. Oh, I tell you what though, and this is my, if I had a sort of cheesy thumbs up sticker that I could slap on these games, give it Josh's, you know, double fried thumbs up. Mm. Um, Trek to Yomi. 
looks Ooh, really, yes. really cool. It does. Um, it, yeah. it was in the Devolver Digital Showcase. It's a mm-hmm. side-on black and white samurai thing, sort of in the. In the it'll make you think of Ghost of Tsushima, which had the Kurosawa mode, which yep. cast everything in a very silvery black and white. Looks like that. Uh, Fallen Samurai, Revenge, Honor, the classic stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Burning scenery, very atmospheric. Yeah. Uh, looks 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 really really cool. It does. Up for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now here's one, Christ, here's one that really took me by surprise. And actually, I was doubly surprised because apparently it was already known that it was going to happen. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Um, yeah, yeah. The James Cameron Avatar. It's a, it's a first person uh, open world action adventure. First yeah, person. That first so. person thing really wasn't relayed in the... Uh trailer i didn't think i didn't get the impression yeah. it's first person at all i actually did but that i but i but i but you i know watched what it you mean more closely <laughs> yeah there, there was a whole thing where the guy kind of looks down at his hands and he's got the blue navy hat so i think they're going to do the whole thing they did in the movie which is yeah you're, you're a sort of avatar you're a guy in a vr thing and you're pretending mm-hmm. to be a navi maybe or maybe he just looked at his little blue hands i don't know well that's what um, i thought i thought he was you know in, in the Navi body and was just, you know, checking out his surroundings. Just checking but out his checking That's out his the perspective. Hands. There you go. So, yeah, it's it's Avatar. There's a load of those Avatar movies yet to happen. Um, and, you know, it, it's an Avatar game. So, who knows? Yeah. Could be good. Don't know. Um, <laughs> Jury's out. Mar- <laughs> Jury's out. <laughs> Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope is a follow-up to Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which was a very, very good game for the Switch. And this one uses a lot of the Mario Galaxy iconography, the Luma, those chubby little, little delightful little stars. Mm-hmm. And they've got little rabid versions of um, uh, Rosalina, Princess Rosalina as well. There's a little rabid Rosalina in there. Yep. Um, looks great. Going to be great. Loving it. Going to get it. Going to play it loads. Um, Wonderful. Here's one that we weren't so... Uh, I was a bit baffled by uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, which was yeah, it was formerly Rainbow Six Quarantine, but they changed it because of well quarantine, uh, and they're calling it Rainbow Six Extraction now. It's a Tom Clancy game, ostensibly uh, looks a little bit like the Division, um, sort of fellas with guns, waist high cover, all that stuff. Um, but a load of aliens show up, and it's like a sort of Gears of War Resistance style alien thing, and it yeah. It just struck me. I mean, I've got, you know, I'll bring it on, sure. But it it seemed to me like one of those ones where you think, well, just make that a new IP. Like, yeah, I don't know why it's a Rainbow it Six or Tom Clancy thing, because pretty sure Jack Ryan never battled any aliens. Pretty it's sure. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, Correct like me if I'm wrong. I might be wrong, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there isn't a Harrison yeah. Ford film where he takes on well, some aliens. No, no, apart from... Clear and present aliens. Clear and present aliens, yeah. yeah. Alien uh, games. At, at Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, there is that. Maybe that was Jack Ryan and not Indiana Jones. Oh, maybe not, uh, yeah, yeah. You never know, you never know. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's done for money. Money is the reason, obviously. Whenever there's any yeah. great sense of mystery about anything, it always turns to the money. It's an existing <laughs> IP, and so they can sell it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's mental, and it, it really doesn't suit the Tom Clancy vibe. But no. whatever, people probably won't care. Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 is another Sherlock Holmes game by Frogwares. And mm-hmm. we already knew about it, but there was a new trailer, and Sherlock uh, was sort of crying and that looked quite miserable. Um, but it takes place in a sunny island, so, you know. A Mediterranean one. A Mediterranean one. Yeah. Indeed. So yeah. his first ever uh, case. 
Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. His dead relation Violet Holmes. He's sort of moping over her grave at one point. So I mean, to be fair, you know, he's allowed. We'll allow. Yeah, it. sure. Mm. We'll allow him to grieve. Yeah. Um, Psychonauts two moving into the uh, the Xbox showcase. Uh, yep. Like to see a bit of Psychonauts two. Looking forward to that coming out. It's coming out in <coughs> August, I think. Is it? Uh, is it that soon? Yeah, I think so. I can't. I thought it was September for some reason. I, I can look it up for you, you right now. Yeah, there you, you go, August that. 25th, have that. Lovely, lovely stuff. Right. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I've been looking forward to it for, for ages. I, I like the first Psychonauts. Um, yeah. it, I'm worried it might be one of those things where the first Psychonauts was really, really good back in the day, and unless this does sort of new stuff and different stuff, if it's yeah. just Psychonauts again, I think people will You're gonna riot. See, see, see the cracks, you know, you'll yeah. sort of be like, uh. I mean, the worst case scenario is you get like a ukulele where it's like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, there's a reason we don't do this anymore. But <laughs> then the best case scenario is, oh, well, actually the stuff that made Psychonauts great was the universe and the writing and the characters and they're still really good and the yeah. mind mechanic stuff's good. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, Plague Tale Requiem, which is a sequel to A Plague Tale Innocence, yep. um, is coming out. It's being published by Focus Home Interactive. Uh, it was during the Xbox showcase. I imagine it'll probably be multi-platform. Um, no, but it's coming. I don't out. think it is. I think they um, confirmed console exclusivity. I don't know whether it's timed or what, but um, no, nothing's emerged about it being multi-platform. <clears throat> yeah, generally, if it's not Xbox Game Studios, I would bet that any exclusivity would be timed. I think yeah, well, you would think, it's, wouldn't if you? It's, if it's Focus Home, I'd sort of think. <clears throat> but yeah, it, it will be on Game Pass at launch, I imagine yeah. that's the case for, 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 for a lot of these. But, but yeah, I get the impression uh, there's a deal in place for some timed exclusivity there. Yeah, yeah, yep. for sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. I liked the first uh, Playtale. I thought it was an interesting game. It was c- yeah. kind of, kind of cool. Yeah. Um, an interesting world. The rat swarm thing was cool. I got. It was one of those ones where uh, I was kind of uh, a bit, uh, sort of a bit tired of it. I was ready for it to end. It, you know, it was sort of that classic line of sight stealth and and some puzzles. Right. It wasn't too. It wasn't too long, but it sort of. It is what it is, and once you get used to that thing after sort of three or four hours, you're then just kind of in it in it for the story, and that 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 wore thin a little bit for me. But overall, I I thought it was good. I think it was an intriguing game. Mm, I've still yet um, to play it. Actually, I was going yeah yeah yeah, yeah and agreeing with you. I haven't played it yet, <laughs> but um, yeah yeah, yeah. I'm it's sure on, it is. It's on Game Pass now. It's good. So you can give it a, give it a try. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy it is a single-player adventure featuring Guardians of the Galaxy made by uh, Idus Montreal of, of Deus Ex Human Revolution and Mankind Divided fame coming yep. to yep. all the consoles and the PCs at some point. When's it coming out, Rich? That is October the 26th, I want to say. I mean, I, yeah. This is just off the top of my head. That's impressive off the top of headage. <clears throat> thank um, you, thank you. Yeah, I, it, I mean... Yeah, I'm right. Yeah... I look. It, it looks. All, it looks decent, right? Um, people will probably love it because it's Guardians of the Galaxy, and people love Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, I thought it looked cool. I, 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 I you know, I, I'm not going mad for it, but I thought it looked decent enough. You know what, though? Yeah, it looks decent enough, but <clears throat> they're basically talking my language with the it, it being single player, story yeah. driven. I'm like, yeah, yes, please, Arthur. Mm. And, and actually, I found that. Uh, ignoring the multiplayer stuff in something like the Avengers, which for the for the most part I did, mm-hmm. um, I actually thought that just had a, a perfectly decent little seven hour campaign. It wasn't it terrific, did. but yeah, you know, I think it was I decent enough. I, I would yeah, say if you can find a cheap copy of Avengers and just play the story, you, you'll 
you'll uh, you won't feel hard time. done by. No, yeah. no, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Mm. Uh, the Outer Worlds Two is a is a is a thing. It's it's probably a long way off. We didn't get any. We got a cinematic sort of satirical trailer, which yep. uh, it felt like one of those ones where. Well, I think they even said in the description of the trailer, "This ain't happening for a while, but it is happening." So be excited accordingly. So yeah. you know that's that's good <clears throat> if you like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the big one for me. The really, really wowzer moment of the uh, Xbox Bethesda showcase was Forza Horizon 5. Yeah. Um, I love Forza Horizon. I, I, I thought Forza Horizon 4 was uh, a sublime game, uh, one of the best racing games I've played. Uh, I agree. I thought it was terrific. Yeah. Um, this this one this one uh, I the graphically it's unbelievable. Mm. I, I'm actually staggered. It's coming out on Xbox One. I, I'm I'm like um intrigued well, to just to see what the Xbox One v- I mean Forza Horizon 4 looks I was going to say yeah, you've got to bear in mind that yeah <laughs> Forza Horizon but, I mean, 3 well, know, 2, 3 and 4 looked amazing on uh, Xbox One yeah but I mean compared to this trailer though do you know what I mean I mean <clears throat> I think this was some of the best graphics I've ever seen yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean uh, compared to Forza Horizon 4, they do look good, but this was... Uh, I, I'm intrigued to see it. But anyway, yeah, uh, Forza Horizon 5 is out November 9th, uh, so I'm up for that. Yes, please. Um, we got a cinematic thing for Starfield. Didn't tell us a whole lot. Starfield is the big... Uh, the, the, the sort of two big ones, the really big ones for the conference were Starfield and Forza. Starfield yeah. was... Um, a cinematic thing with a woman in a spaceship on a planet and she presses a button and launches the spaceship and then it says uh, coming November 11th, 2022. Mm. Um, and that's about it. But you sort of, you've got the advantage of knowing, well, it's a Bethesda Softworks RPG. It's Todd Howard. I like their stuff. If you like, you know, th- those sorts of games um, and, and you dig a, a, you know, a sci-fi setting, then this also, will probably be for you. I very much like the uh, comments they've made since showing that trailer, saying yeah. that um, it'll be like Skyrim in space, a Han Solo yeah. simulator, and NASA meets Indiana Jones. I mean, <laughs> come on. What's not to like about any of those things? Yeah, if it, if it is those things, yeah. I, I don't know what, uh, what I'm... What, I don't know. I'm sort of... I'm, I'm up for it, generally. I'm not super excited. I, uh, the sort of that template of the Bethesda RPG uh, excites me up to a certain point. Um, I find them quite quite sort of similar. They're good at what they do. Yeah. Um, but I sort of, I find it tough to get absolutely, you know, oh my god, that looks amazing. I just thought, oh cool, you know, Starfield, I'll play that, I will play that. Mm. Um, um, can I just apologise for, I mean, for the incessant sneezing, by the way, I think my hay fever's acting up today. Oh dear. Yeah. But anyway, no worries. Yeah. Please continue. consider yourself consider yourself blessed. Yeah, um, thanks. <laughs> uh, next one is uh, Stranger of Paradise: Final Fantasy Origin. Uh, I'm here to kill what? chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is the. It's a Final Fantasy game. I don't know if we're to read into the title if it's some sort of prequel to all of the Final Fantasies. Who knows? Um, but uh, it's made by Team Ninja, and it's a, a sort of action RPG. In Isn't fact. Um, um, Jim Jarmusch involved as well? I, if he is, then that's immediately one of my most exciting Stranger games. Stranger Than Paradise, yeah? Oh, I see. You see what yeah. I did, yeah. As yeah. Jim Jarmusch, oh, I just say Jarmusch. Do you? Oh, well, I'm sorry. Do you go for Jarmusch? Jarmusch, Jarmusch, whatever. 
let's call the whole thing off. Yeah. I mean, it's only it's only one U, but uh, that looks Jarmushk. It, it looks it looks it looks like a like a. I mean, Final Fantasy's bonkers anyway. Um, but I do want to play more Final Fantasy at the moment. Uh, but it, and it's it's a, it's a it's a Team Ninja thing, which is uh-huh. inherently interesting to me. Having um, said that, they did Dissidia Final Fantasy NT, which by all accounts wasn't very good, was it? Didn't play it. Didn't play yeah. it. But I don't know. This looks interesting, and I will play it. There's actually a demo now on PS5. Mm. I think it's coming. I think it's a PlayStation exclusive. I think it's P- PS4 and five. Or something. I think that demo was broken, wasn't it? Um, but now it works. Yeah, I think they fixed it this morning. The demo. I haven't actually downloaded it. But the game's coming to Xbox as well. You what? Sorry. The demo is exclusive to PS5, I think. But oh, it, but the, the game um, is multi-platform. Yeah, coming to Xbox, yeah, as well. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, Redfall as well. Mm-hmm. That which, looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, like, it's a... I sort of... It kind of looks like World War Z. Um, yeah. But, but with vampires. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, it looked it look kind of... It's made by... Was it Arcane Austin? I believe so, yeah. Because um, Arcane Leona even away on death loop still aren't they yeah yeah um but it looked it looked cool uh, as sort of you know perhaps it'll take over from world war z for our multiplayer sessions every now and again who yeah. knows look mm. kind of cool mm-hmm. um a, a contraband is a is a 1970s set heist co-op game which looked kind of interesting yeah um don't know, I don't always really like, know, like much. Always like the idea of a heist game, but I don't know if I've played one that really pulls it off. Like Payday, yeah. maybe is the closest. Yeah, I've come yeah, to sort true. of. Actually, GTA's heists were good as well. I was well. about to say the heists on Grand Theft Auto were excellent. Mm. Um, but uh, but the, uh, I guess like uh, I didn't play the multi multiplayer heists online, so I don't know. Maybe yeah. Um, Babylon's Fall, which is uh, from Platinum Games, a co-op action RPG um, yeah which I don't know it, it, uh, is that a Playstation 1 or that is a Playstation exclusive yeah I don't understand how right. these exclusives work but um, they seem arbitrary so this is from the Nia people and it's the thing with the big Colosseum that looks a bit like the Leaning Tower of Pisa that rises up into the mm. into the sky um, I quite enjoyed the recent uh, Nia replicant I thought that was interesting um I thought and this I looked a bit um, underwhelming, though. I really, I, I, yeah, I didn't think much of the uh, Babylon's Fall demo. Yeah, I, 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 I sort of unwieldy and cumbersome. It didn't look very. I don't know. Uh, it looked like all of those games to me. I didn't really. When I looked at it, I just thought, oh, it looks like a bit like Nia. Mm. I thought. Eh. Uh, who knows? Uh, it could, could, you know, could be good. Well, one of my uh, I'll slap a slap a big slap a big sticker on it uh, uh-huh. was for re- replaced, uh, which looks really really cool. Which is a sort of pixel art futuristic action game. Um, yeah. Uh, which I think is a, an Xbox uh, exclusive. I think it's coming a Game Pass. Uh, I think it's out in 2022. Uh, okay. Lots of these were, but just on mm-hmm. art style alone, it looked like one of the more one of the more interesting ones for me. Yeah, for conference. sure. Sure. Uh, and then the last one was Party Animals, which um, is was I think it was out. There was a demo on Steam last year, but that but it's coming to 
uh, Game Pass, I think, in 2022, I think they said. Yep, yep. A lot of games uh, slated for 2022, it seems. Going to have a good year next year. Yeah, yeah. Seems seems decent. Um, A sort of physics-based playing as little animals and that F- fuzzy animals looks mm. looks kind of fun mm-hmm. uh, and that's about it for now although there was uh, a, a, another sort of non E3 news item that came through this morning I don't know if you saw this but apparently uh, development on Rare's Everwild has been completely rebooted yeah and it reportedly won't be coming until 2024 yeah, Which is, so this uh, was the yeah. one that was revealed at E3 2019, and it was it it looked similar in a way to Kena Bridge of Spirits. Both games mm. seemed to involve people who had sort of chi energy connections to nature in some sense. Um, although I, I'm un, they, they looked like they would be quite different in execution. Mm. Um, it was missing from this year's E3 because it, it, the development has apparently been completely rebooted. So according to Video Games Chronicle uh, and its sources, the game is undergoing a major overhaul uh, of its design and direction uh, with a new creative director, Greg Mails, uh, who was brought on featuring the departure of Simon Woodruff in October last year. Allegedly, mm. the title's design has said to be all but, quote, restarted from scratch God. and is now, uh, quote, optimistically targeting a 2024 release so that's a fairly wow. fairly big one that was one of the ones i was sort of interested in that that seemed so kind of complete a vision as far as i could tell from the trailers mm. it seems odd yeah. if that report is even true though we don't know for a mm. fact yeah i mean it's, would, it's it's sources you know. although they did they did uh then contact um vgc uh did then speak to rare about it um, and the, yeah. the, I think the, the comments. Uh, let me just see if I can pull up the um, the sources. Was it kind of a bit diplomatic, sort of like we're uh, we, we will have some they... stuff to say about Everwild at a later date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it says that it, they, it corroborates something that Jeff Grubb already said. Bloody Grubb um, again, Grubby the yeah. Grubster. He, he loves it, doesn't he? Absolutely loves it. So Louise O'Connor, the exec producer of Everwild, um, mm-hmm. con- confirmed Males' appointment in response to an advanced copy of the story. And, and the quote was, the team behind Everwild continued to shape a truly magical experience and remain focused and excited about creating a new game centred around a truly unique new world. Greg Males joined us late last year as creative director and the team has never been stronger. Uh, since showing the world our, our yeah. trailer, we've been making progress on all aspects of Everwild. So that they continue to work hard to realise the vision. So they don't confirm or deny it, really. That That um, is the exact statement I would have expected, yeah. But, you know, that would yeah. be... 20, 2024 would, would mean that it's been a decade of development for Everwild, which mm. is pretty big time. Yeah. If it's, uh, we, you know, more on that as it, as it unfolds, but... Anyway, mm. it's about that time to get quizzical, if you're ready. Uh, so I have to summon Matt from upstairs. I can't remember who won. I think Matt bested Dan, but then you bested Matt before that. So, you know, it's all open. Everything to play for. Okay, all right. Well, are you guys ready? I personify a place. It's a video game setting. Do we need the rules at this point? I read out a number of clues as this personified setting. You say stop if at any point you have inklings and rumblings of ideas, and then you say what that place is. If you say it and it's the right place, you win. Stop. Stop. I'll go through the clues as many times as you like, and I have, as ever, backup clues, because I don't like draws. Quiz time. We are joined 
from Matt from upstairs. Hello, Matt from upstairs. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, how are you? All right. You ready to, ready to get quizzed? Yeah, I'm good. It's E3 season, isn't it? It's exciting. You're ready to lose, Matt. It is. You're going downtown. I'm ready to lose. This Rich is fighting is, talk. Um, he's yeah. refreshed from his Norfolk Skyvoff, so he's ready to get quiz nasty. I love that holiday is described as Skyvoff. I'm not allowed yeah. to have a break ever. <laughs> no, you're not. No. You're not. Chain to the desk. Right. Skyvoff. Clue number one. You all know the rules. Clue number one. My first appearance in a video game was in 2003, and <gasps> I've been in seven games. Seven, seven games since then. Oof. Really flogged mm. it, haven't they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clue number two. Um, Stop. Uh, Matt Lorigan. Is it Megaopolis from Ratchet and Clank going commando? Incorrect. Okay. Clue number two. The people that built me also built a Bond game. Oh, oh my god. Built past tense. So. Hmm. Okay. 2003, though. Clue number three. Considering my very nature, it's surprising how colourful I am. Stop. Oh. Rich Walker. Is it the island from Viva Piñata? <laughs> Incorrect. No, it's too, it's too late, isn't it? I, I don't even know what's the... Yeah, uh, yeah carry on. <laughs> As uh, you were. Clue number four. In 2005, I was released in an arcade, which was a big deal at oh. the time. Really? Huh. Arcade. Colourful. Okay. Five. I am the natural evolution of a very retro idea. Hmm. Oh, man. I really don't know. Those are all the clues I've got, I'm afraid. Oh, my God. Okay. You breathed through through those, didn't you? Mm, Five clues is all you're getting this time. So, first appearance in a video game was in 2003, and I've been in seven games in total. Right. Clue number two, the people that built me also built a Bond game. Uh, Clue number three. Oh, actually, and um, I think... um, I'll do a quick bit of research, because I can possibly add some extra spice to that clue. Um, If I look at... Uh no, can't can't quite get that one actually on spice, but no worries. Uh clue number two, the people that built me also built a bond game. Clue number three. Uh considering my nature, it's surprising how colourful I am. Okay, um, okay. And uh, clue number four, in two thousand and five I was released in an arcade, which was a big deal at the time. And that, look- actually that is that is by far the most popular uh, iteration as well. Are you um, looking for the 2003 version that you mentioned? Oh, I'll accept multiple entries for this one. I've written down uh, quite a oh, few of them. God. Oh, okay. Um, uh, cl- clue number... Oh, no. No, go ready? on. Go on. Carry on. And clue number five, I am the natural evolution of a very retro idea. Natural evolution oh, of my a God. retro idea. Oh, my God. Stop. Rich Walker... Is it? No, no. Sorry, I'm not even going to say it because it's stupid. Um. Oh God Almighty! The arcade version's the most popular iteration. Mm-hmm. 
first appeared in 2003. And they oh, made Matt, a Bond on, game. The scale heads together on this. They made a Bond game. You have a Wish I Bond thought, game. For a second, so I thought the retro idea thing was referencing re- retro studios. Uh, mm. But that doesn't link up with anything else. No. In there. Um, Add a little extra spice for you. Yes, please. Uh, most people... Though my first appearance in a video game was in 2003, mm-hmm. and fans will know that, and they will know that and feel fondly about it, for most people, my that most people would assume and think that my first appearance in a video game was in 2005, uh, when I was released in an arcade, and that was a big deal. Oh, Rich... What? Rich, listen. Have is the arcade it? is the arcade the Xbox Live arcade? Could be, yeah. Does that help? <laughs> that could help, yeah. At yeah, all. Yeah. Possibly. Um, hmm, what but, came out on Xbox Live Arcade? Oh my god, so many things. Jesus. Especially two thousand five, it was the launch of three sixty. Um Bloody hell. It's no, I'm gonna I have to let this one go. No, Oh, it's going to be like a PC game. It's going to be like a PC game that was like an indie... It was like one of the uh, really early indies and then it ended up on an Xbox All right, arcade. Stop. Ridge Walker. It's the realm of limbo, wherever that's set. It's not colourful, is it? Incorrect. It's not colourful. And they haven't made... A, Playdead didn't make a Bond game, did they? <laughs> oh, God. I'm sadly going to have to give this one away. The answer I was looking for this week was Space from Geometry Wars. There you go. Bizarre oh. Creations. Oh, Bloodstone. Fucking hell. Do you know what, my, my first appearance in a video game was in 2003. The game is Project Gotham Racing 2 on the Xbox, in which Geometry Wars was a playable Easter yeah. egg. Yeah. Been in seven games of total. Geometry Wars, Geometry Wars Retro Evolved, Geometry Wars Waves, Geometry Wars Galaxies, Geometry Wars Retro Evolved 2, Geometry Wars Touch, and Geometry Wars 3, Dimensions, clue number 2. The people that built me also built a Bond game. Yes, Bizarre Creations and 007 Bloodstone. Clue number 3, considering my nature, uh, it's surprising how colourful I am set in space. Really, really colourful game. Clue number 4, in 2005 I was released in an arcade, which was a big deal at the time, of course. It's the Xbox Live You're on the right arcade. track there, Matt. I was pleased I got five, that. Yeah. I am the natural evolution of a very retro idea. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it is. But it's also a reference to Retro Evolved. Geometry Wars Retro yeah. Evolved was the game. Nice. That launched That's, it into yeah, that's very good. No winner this I'm week. Come forward if you claimed it. But, I'm embarrassed you know. we didn't get that, Matt. Good efforts. Yeah. Good efforts all well, around. I, I did I my best, Rich. Uh, yeah, you did. You did. The worst thing <laughs> is I really like those games as well. Yeah, they're great. They're yeah. great. Duh. Right, we're going to have to crack on, I'm afraid. Thank you very much uh, to Matt from upstairs. We shall see Cheers. you again next week, sir. Of yeah. course, of course. Thanks, Matt. Now, it's Bye. about time. Bye-bye. We need to talk <laughs> about some other stuff. What do we need to talk about? We need to talk about uh, questions. questions from the listeners. Oh, and what we've been playing, we, haven't we? Or have we what we've that? been playing, but it's very slow. <laughs> no, we didn't is, do that. It's all over the place. <laughs> uh, but we need to get down to the questions. So, you know, have a jingle. So what we'll do is chat about something inane. We're supposed to have one little tiny inane chat. Chat. You know, I could just chat. We'll have a lovely chat. We'd be chatting. Banter. Video games. Chatting. I'll tell you what. Bloody chat. Is it good? Uh, yeah. That's a fact. Brilliant. What we've been playing this week, we're going to have to make it quick. 
because it's a bumper E3 edition. Yeah. Uh, and so we've uh, we've we've hogged your time. But Rich, you've been playing a little bit of uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yeah. On the yeah. PS5. I don't. Know, what, why did they release this slap bang in the middle of E3? Is what I want to know. Because I haven't had a chance to properly get into it. It's really annoying. Yeah, it's, they didn't have the uh, the games journals in mind with this one. I'm afraid. No, they didn't. Bastards. Inconsiderate. But, but yeah, um, you've played a little bit of it. You played a couple of the couple of the planets. I have. I've managed to get in a couple of the planets, and I'm loving it. It's it's great. It looks mm. incredible. That intro sequence is just ridiculous. Wonderful. It? Yeah, mm. really amazing, and just the seamless transition from cutscene to gameplay. Oh. Yeah. It's, it uh, it's astonishing. It is ludicrous. Mm. It, it really is, yeah. First proper yeah. next-gen game I've played, I think, where I've gone, okay, this this is next-gen. That's what goes on. Yeah. yeah. I would, See, for me, uh, Astro's Playroom was the first one where I was like, oh. yeah. I mean, if you if you just mean visually, then sure. I mean visually, then, then yeah. Sure. Yeah. Totally, yeah, completely. I can, I can see that. Although I do remember actually playing Demon Souls and thinking, oh, shit, you couldn't do this on a PS4. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I I mean I I know exactly what you mean. Like this this is still like b- the best like visual spectacle. Yeah. I think I've seen the lighting, the shadows, the reflections, the the, the graphics of the fur. Uh, yeah. it's it's ludicrous. Um, it's that old. Um, does it look like a Pixar movie thing? And I can remember yeah. that being bandied about back when Ratchet and Clank first came out, and I was like, yeah. it's it's not quite <laughs> there, is it? This no. this I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could sort of say, yeah, you could you could make a comparison. I suppose it, Pixar yeah. has the unfair advantage of uh, not being rendered in real time, well, so exactly, they can touch yeah. it up with all sorts of magical stuff. But yes, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's, it's getting closer. By Christ, it's compelling, mm-hmm. and the stuff, the the loading stuff, and the stuff with the controller is yeah, I love that. Mm, oh, delicious! Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't massively um, launch Ratchet and Clank forward. I felt I don't know that it needs to do that, but it is the same old template. You know, you sort you of go to that? planets. And I just I just love the sort of simplicity and the straight up fun of the Ratchet and Clank mm. games. It didn't yeah. need to do anything sort of new and revolutionary although i would argue that the rifts kind of are in a in yeah a way. they are they are yeah and uh, um, there's a kind of magic when you step into one and yeah the entire environment on the other side is is rendered like simultaneously yeah. and there's i mean that is a genuine like wow moment yeah me. no absolutely i, I, I agree I i'm loving it i'm loving it. it it's it's superb if you if you're sort of balking at the idea of forking out 60 70 quid for this mm. get over it mate open do your it. purse strings do it it's do worth it. it it's worth it yeah yeah i agree i agree mm. i have been playing a couple of things um and uh I'll, I'll, it's actually it's quite a good week to um to squeeze this in briefly because um i played the demo yesterday for sable um, oh okay which is currently on uh xbox uh, they really they've they've sort of popped a couple of interesting demos up during E3, uh, which is a really nice idea. Yeah, and Sable is one of those games that's been um, talked about for a while, and and I glimpsed it. You know, it's one of those games that you sort of see screenshots of it a long time ago, and it stuck in my head. And the moment I saw it, I think I, I didn't know the name Sable, but then mm. when I saw what it was, I thought, oh yeah, it's that game. You know, it's that strange game that looks like a Mobius painting or something. Right. Um, it's. There's a de- so there's a demo available now, and it's good. It's one of those. It's one of those sort of chill out games, you know. Okay. With, sort which of like a journey s- type thing. 
kind of like a journey type thing but they they do there's a lot there's sort of stuff to read it's more hands-on than things like journey or ico right. there's like a there are there's like a little you start out in your little village uh settlement called the ibex camp you're an ibexy which is one of the one of the tribes in the game right. the game it's sort of like a, a desert environment on a on a on a, on a distant planet mm-hmm and um, you're just sort of pootling about, running various errands in order to assemble your gliding, uh, which is a a uh, like a it's basically like a hover bike, like a speeder from Star Wars, yeah. um, which allows you to sort of zoom over the landscapes. And as you uh, are exploring this place, which is you know fairly hands off, um, mm-hmm. you've got some nice peaceful music that plays you know with with your exploration and they've 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 plucked a couple of interesting things from breath of the wild like number one uh the character that you play as sable um has a little stamina a little sort of diamond that pops up which drains her stamina but she can climb any vertical uh surface just like link in breath of the wild which i thought was a lovely touch and i love that because it really opens out the world like the exploration and stuff you know does sound um, cool. And then the the other thing was whenever you jump and then you can you can press X, she gets this little hover power where ah. she can a, a sort of like little red and yellow bubble um, sort of forms around her and she can glide uh, to the floor and sort of glide around as well. It's very it's peaceful and it's sparse. There's a little bit too much. I almost wish it was a little bit more hands off, a little bit more like Ico or something where there really right. was. <clears throat> you know, no explora- uh, explanation for things, but there is, the, you know, there is a story and there is writing there. There's no, there's not voice acting, but there's the sort of stuff to read. And I found right. myself getting a slight bit of impatience there because I thought, <laughs> well, it's you know, it's supposed, to, it's a very, it's a chill out game, but you're you're asking me to read a lot of stuff, and then you're asking me to do a lot of objectives. Like it's like go and get your transistor in order to build the bike, and that's over there. Go and get a control panel, and that's over there. So you sort of mark them on your quest screen, and then sort of go and poodle after them. Um, but it's nice. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed to see how that develops, how the world develops, how mm. the terrain varies, and it is a striking art style. I mean, if you've if you've seen it in pictures or you've seen it in motion, yeah. it does. It, the closest thing it, it makes me think of is Gravity Rush, um, okay. which is which was also styled on on Mobius, and it sort of the the backgrounds, the distant backgrounds and uh, stuff in the draw distance was kind of flooded with flat color. Um, and there was just ever so slight sort of pencil bits of detail here and there, so it's very nice, very peaceful. I do, um, I do like the look of the art style, and it's not out till September as well. So um, I think I'd like to review it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's it's. Um, I think you'll I think you'll have fun. It's it's a chilled mm. sort of yeah, very 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 quintessentially indie experience, like in the same vein as games like Rhyme, you know, where it sounds like lovely. It's a real, yeah, I really like Rhyme. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I gave and Rhyme um, a, a, a nine, you know. I think I got a bit carried away. <laughs> I really like Rhyme. I thought it was a yeah. beautiful game. Mm, it was lovely. Anyway, mm. um, sorry for the brief what you've been playing. Forgive us, of course. It's, yeah. it's the busy busy E3 season. However, mm-hmm. we will move on uh, to the questions, the theories, the comments, the queries, and the quandaries. We have a few of them. I have uh, to so say, do... Josh, I've, I've missed my uh, weekly dose of questionage. So if you can make this a bumper one, <laughs> I, I'd be grateful for that. I'm not going anywhere. I'll Matt's see what co- I can Matt's do. Matt's covering the news, mate. Leave him to it. We'll we'll have a big uh, question party. <laughs> Lovely stuff. All right, have a jingle. Red light, load of cars in a line. I want to cross to the off-license. Guy coming up to the light. Coming up too fast. It's a wreck. 
What's your plan? It's a red. What's your plan? He gives me a beep. What do you mean? He gives me a beep. Where are you gonna go? He gives me a beep. He was gesticulating in his car. He gives me a beep. Threw my hands up and he didn't beep again. He was a Questions, theories, comments and queries. You've said them in. We'll chat mm-hmm. about them. And quandaries. To a lesser extent, quandaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, this from Owen Pyle. Uh, with Rich getting what he wants in the form of Streets of Rage 4, yes. Judgment 2, yes. and a new Time Splitters, I know. can I please have a remaster of Skies of Arcadia? No. That's his, uh, that's his question, first of all. Rich says no. Question. <laughs> uh, uh, question, answer. Mm-hmm. Best game... Not he's he's responding to one of the previous listeners, uh, and the question of, from one of the previous listeners was, "What's the best game that's completely limited to one system that you can't, that, you know, that you Ooh. you have to get that system for?" And anyway, Owen's answer is, uh, "Best game not available on any other system is Zack and Wiki on the Wii." Oh, so that's a good. I remember that. that. Yeah, so do was I. Was that not? So do I. Something that was going to go multi-platform. I think it was, but then I think it never happened. And it was the same. Do you remember Red Steel? Yeah. I feel like that would be a good answer for that. Anything that you have to take the Wii out of the cupboard for is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, There were some Wii games that were obviously ported to other things and the motion control was was dropped. But, you know, stuff like Red Steel or Mad World would be a really interesting Well, this is the thing that Zack and Wiki was blooming Capcom and Red Steel was Mm. Ubisoft. So there's nothing Mm. stopping those developers putting them (laughs) on other platforms. And the, the big thing would be motion control. I don't think... I think if you brought Red Steel to, like... A home console. What? What would it? It would just be a linear. I, I mean, mean, the whole thing with Red Steel is that it, it, you know, you wave the gun around. It could be could in port VR. It to maybe. Switch. You could port it to Switch. You could port it to VR, like you just said. Yeah, there's the there's the move controller. I mean, come on, come on, people. Yeah. Use I suppose it could just be be a PlayStation thing. Yeah. Or probably not the Switch. Or they might go for it on the Switch. It's just the thing is, is that now the Switch Lite is so popular. Those mm. sort of motion control things are. That's slightly Spanish. less of a, of a sexy sell. Uh, but yeah, oh, and Owen also says, uh, I would like a picture of Rich's rainy road. The graphics oh. sound amazing. Shit, yeah. Do you know what? I keep scrolling through that when I'm looking at my pictures and I'm like, I'm, oh, I slam put it up. It's not even that give hard it a to tweet. do. I don't, I don't give, it, give it a tweet. And, and Owen, oh, and that's Owen from Shanghai as well, by the way. I always forget oh, he's wow. in Shanghai. So. Blimey. Wow. So, sometimes okay. he signs off as Owen from Shanghai, which is nice. I like that. But I like that. This time, it's just Owen Pyle. Uh, this one from Phil Saunders. Hello, boys. Here be my question. Yeah. Uh, he says, Today I popped the No Man's Sky Platinum Trophy five nice. years after getting the first. Uh, yeah. And then he said, It made me wonder, what's the longest time you've gone uh, from first to last trophy, or just from starting to completing a game. Keep up the good work, gents. Uh, Phil from Bista, and then he says in brackets, pronounced Bista. I actually, <laughs> weirdly, I, I've been to Bista Village, so I already knew how that was pronounced. But Bedford, there's a little place outside Bedford called uh, Toaster, and it's actually spelt Toaster, but I was so used to saying Toaster. Uh, toaster. So, Weird. Yeah. So Bista is spelt Bicester. Oh, I, th- I always bit, thought it was Bicester. Like Leicester. I don't yeah. know, it's Bista. Okay, yeah, it's I've Bista. learned something there. Like, ah, Bista. Lovely. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I took ages to do the Assassin's Creed 2. Um, 100% that. Oh, blimey. I yeah, finished yeah. the game, but then I, I didn't do all the mopping up and feathers and all that shit till years uh, and years after. More than yes. five years, I reckon. 
Yeah, I think because I don't really do the trophy achievement stuff, but the longest time from like uh, just starting a game to finishing it, I spent uh, must be over a year um, just really slowly enjoying Red Dead Redemption 2 because I wasn't reviewing that game and actually I felt very lucky not to be reviewing yeah. it to be honest it, it was when I was working at video I remember because Cullum uh, reviewed it and of course it was on our our games of the year discussion but I remember thinking at the time I was in the office and uh, you and Cullum would come in and you, were, you obviously had been had been playing it lots and I always I always thought to myself oh gosh I'm so glad not to have yeah, to we rush burnt that. ourselves think, out on that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, hey, anyway, you experienced that game is a terrific way to experience that game. But mm. I really did love. Um, honestly, it was it was it was over a year, and it really felt like by the time I got to that end, I thought, man, these characters have been. I've been with these people for like over a year. Like I've, I yeah. felt like I, I, you know, and even if it's just, oh, you know, I, I, I played for a couple of hours. Nothing actually happened. I rode around and some, some interesting little stories popped up in the wilderness. But you know, it's a great game to just have sort of chilled. You know, just yeah. in the in the background. Yeah. Um, that'd be a bloody long one. I tell you what. Mm. Um, I guess San Andreas as well. Back in back in the day, because when I was a kid, like I didn't. I remember I got up to the mission NOE, which is a flying mission where you have to fly it through these Coronas, and I was really rubbish at those yeah. missions when I was a kid. And I I never completed San Andreas first time round. Came back to it like two three years later, but I think I just started it from the beginning that time, so that doesn't really count. Anyway, uh, this one from uh, Michael. Uh, any chance our Mass Effect Legendary Edition save files will be able to be ported into Mass Effect 5, or whatever that's called? Uh, and then he says, next Mass Effect is likely a PS5 game, uh, but you can still play Legendary Edition on PS5 and keep a save on there, right? So it seems kind um, of possible. Well, I'd, I'd say no, unlikely, because they're going to have new characters again, like Andromeda, aren't they? That saga's done, so... Oh, um, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. no, nah, there, there won't be anything like that, I, sh- I shouldn't think. I'd be very surprised if there was. Imagine if there was like a thing where it, like it wasn't any of the characters, but it was like the decisions you made affect brand new characters. I mean, that would be cool, but yeah, I, can't, I don't know. It's probably quite complicated, and I don't think Bioware would uh, do that. Yeah, they didn't do it with Andromeda. They're not going to do it with the next one, are they? I don't know. Maybe the popularity of the Legendary Edition might spur them on. But I think maybe. probably right. Yeah. Uh, this one from Lewis Dunn. Uh, how many games have you actually finished uh, that you got through Game Pass? I'm finding that having Game Pass gives me an ADHD effect. I only ever start the games and I never actually finish them on there. It's a good point. Um, it's an interesting question. Mm. I have to say, Lewis Dunn, um, I feel exactly the same way. I, I think Game Pass is t- terrific. Well, first of all, I can't really answer that question honestly because of the job I got so, so my time is spent so often with playing sporadic things and playing things that I have to review and I you know it, when it's just playing games for leisure you know it it wouldn't be worth financially it wouldn't be worth me personally having game pass full stop I'd just be losing money because I, w- I don't have enough time for it but if you've just got game pass I mean how do, how do you feel rich do you sort of um, um are you well, good at sort of sticking with things and seeing them mm, through and i used to be i find that i'm a bit more um my, my attention span isn't as good as it used to be so i i mm. will be distracted by something else mm. i don't know i i kind of have games i go back to just when i'm feeling like throwing something on like i went back to dirt five and played hours and hours of that 
Absolutely, yeah. There are those terrific, um, like, yeah. backburner games, right? I, yeah. I really love stuff like that. In terms of, you know, games that do end, because, I mean, racing games and sort of sports games, I suppose, they don't... Well, it's not that they don't count. It's more just they don't really have fixed endings. So, do you know you what, know, though? I'm, I'm always going to dive into a game that starts instantly as well, which is why Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is amazing as well, because you fire it up and you're in that game in seconds. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. that is terrific. I appreciate that big time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's a weird thing uh, with Game Pass. It's it's almost like, because I didn't buy them, mm-hmm. I treat it more... It's good and bad. I treat it a little bit more disposably, because if you spend money on a game, I think I do believe you are, well, literally investing in it, but also you invest more of yourself in it, and you sort of think, yeah, oh, I paid paid a load of money for that, like I'm, like I'm going to finish that. On the other hand, you know, maybe Game Pass is good because it exposes games that where it's like... Would would you be driven naturally to finish that game? Is the game good enough yeah. to pull you through? Maybe it's good at exposing games that, that frankly aren't good enough to pull <laughs> you through. But I do know what you mean. I see Game Pass as something of a, of a really good demo suite. And then what I usually end up doing months later is buying them. And often on the Switch, I remember playing Yoku's Island Express on Game Pass and thinking, oh, this is an excellent game. This. Do you remember brilliant. the one with the little be- beetle? Yeah, I reviewed that. I love that game. I thought that was terrific. Played it for about 10 minutes. Oh, no, 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 about an hour. And I was like, this is great, this. Mm-hmm. What, whatever happened, I, I just didn't go back to it. It was in a sale on the Switch uh, for about five quid. Bought it, completed it in a weekend. I don't Oof. know if that, I don't know what point that proves. I don't think it proves any point. <laughs> but there is something to be said about putting money on something. I don't know yeah. what it is. There's some inherently disposable thing about, I don't own this thing. Um, yeah. So I don't feel any inclination. Anyway. Anyway, it was, a, it was it's a cracking question. It's a cracking yeah, question. Good question, good um, question. I am going to have to cut us short. We do have other questions, but we have uh, taken up a lot do of we time. Have, um, do we have time for me to vent about Grinch Quan and how it's had no traction? Since we don't it, really have Since time. I put it out in the world, I've heard nothing from Michael Sheen. <laughs> There's no interest on Twitter. I think mm. I had two likes or something. Oh, I tell you I mean, what. I'm I'll disappointed what, in it, the audience, to be honest, that they haven't got behind this. Listening. It is listeners who want to know more about Grinch Kwan. Rich, Rich is obviously interested in working on a treatment, obviously interested in getting Sheen on board. Um, I want to know about it. In fact, since he told me about it, not a day has gone by when I haven't thought about it. Um, <laughs> See, there's I've, one, I've, there's I don't one know, personal I, buy a ticket. It, it's the sort of thing where instead of Grinch Kwan, what would be really fascinating if there was a documentary about Rich and about Rich's quest to get the film mm. made. That yep. would be really, with, uh, and you could have like Morgan Spurlock sort of following you around, you know. Yeah, that would yeah. be interesting. Um, Definitely, from from dream yeah. to reality, or, from dream or to re- <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, finding Quan. Yeah. I don't know who to be disappointed in most though, Michael Sheen or you know my Twitter followers for you know their lack uh, of uh, enthusiasm for the idea. For, for now, Michael Sheen, but that may <laughs> shift. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I mean, has he got, he's got nothing better well, to do. No. Well, particularly not at the moment. Mm. He should come and brainstorm, and we'll talk about Grinch Kwan. Yeah. Um, that'll just about do us. Thank you very much for listening in. Uh, mm-hmm. Send us your lovely questions, and we will talk about them. Tweet us as well, at RichardW82. Don't go on Snapchat. C- keep off Instagram. But do go on Twitter, at RichardW82, at JoshyWise. Uh, tweet tweet your questions and stuff uh, at uh, videogamer.com. Also, email podcast at videogamer.com. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much to Andy B., Adam Cook, and Cullum Ahern for our musical stings. 
Yes. Uh, head to videogame.com for all your gaming needs. Mm. Uh, and, you know, continue to enjoy E3. Oh, actually, when you're listening over, to this, mate. it'll over. be over. Yeah. Done. Finished. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we hardly knew ye. Ye three. Ye uh, three. But, yeah. And we'll see you next week. It's goodbye from me. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Rich. See ya.